Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We are thrilled you have joined us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. It's an amazing scene in an amazing movie, Saving Private Ryan. And do you know what these soldiers were actually talking about? They were talking about victory and the price of victory. And on this great weekend here in the United States of America, we celebrate those who have given us as a country liberation and freedom. Things that this weekend and this movie help remind us are so valuable and precious to us as Christians. And I hope today as we unpack these themes in this great movie, we'll be reminded of the sacrifice that men and women make for us to live in this country. And on a very different level, maybe a deeper level, I hope that we'll be reminded of the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus Christ paid for you and for me. But to begin with, I want to just point out today that words like liberation and freedom actually have their genesis in the Bible. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to Luke chapter 4. And in Luke chapter 4, we stumble across Jesus's inaugural sermon. Hear me, church. These are the first words that came out of the mouth of Jesus. It's his first sermon. He's quoting the Old Testament, but he's in the temple. All eyes are fixed on Jesus for his very first sermon. And here's what he said. He, that is Jesus, went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue. As was his custom, he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. Jesus found this place. He opened up the scroll and he found this specific place. These words that he knew. These words that he was taught as a young Jewish boy. And here's what he decides to preach in his very first sermon. The spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Words like liberation for the oppressed, freedom for the enslaved, are words that started in the Bible and Jesus proclaimed as part of his very first message. 
And I don't know about you, I'm so grateful that God has ultimately set us free through the birth and the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we all love freedom. And today we're going to bring to you a very unique message, a very unique way of proclaiming the gospel. We're going to look at this classic movie, one of the best movies ever made about war. And we're going to understand in this movie and in the words from Scripture exactly the price that men and women have paid for you and I to sit here today and enjoy this worship celebration. And we're going to celebrate and enjoy, I hope, on a deeper level, the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus has made. So let's get into this film and let's consider, let's understand the cost that is paid for us to enjoy and experience freedom. an amazing scene. I love when the general says he's alive and we have to find someone who will go in and save him. You know, I think about the church when I see that scene. The truth is our great general God has said to his church, the bride, they are alive and I need to find someone, some group of people who will go in and save them. That's been the heartbeat of this church for 13 years. It's the first word of our vision. It's reach. But reach is all about going in and saving people who are still alive. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and open them to Luke chapter 19. And in Luke chapter 19, Jesus said this, for the son of man, came to seek and to save that which was lost. Do you see it? The great general telling us that our job, my job, your job, is to go in and allow God to seek and save that which is lost through you. It begs the question for us today, are you engaged in that mission from your great general, our almighty God? We're in Luke 10 now, but if you simply look at Luke 15, you see the very same theme. Just take a left, Luke 19:10. Take a left and go back to Luke chapter 15, one of the most important popular chapters in the entire Bible. Scholars have called Luke 15 the gospel within the gospel. And if you know it, you know that it's Jesus telling three parables, a parable of a lost sheep, a parable of a lost coin and a parable of a lost son, prodigal. For the general says to us, for the son of man, Jesus himself came to seek and save that which was lost. And check it out, church. 
when that which was lost is found, it requires a celebration, a party. You see that in Luke 15 as well. When the sheep is found, when the coin is found, and when the prodigal is found, there is an all-out party. That's why we call our splash baptism parties on the patio. They're parties. We celebrate. Every time a woman or a man or a child or a student, they come out of the waters of baptism, our community, we go bonkers. We go nuts. We go ballistic. We celebrate. And we're joining the angels in heaven celebrating because we are accomplishing what the general told us to accomplish. If you've never been baptized, August 2nd is our next baptism. You don't want to miss it. The other thing this movie, I think, really drills home for us is that there is a price to pay. There's a sacrifice. And it causes me to just want to thank every single one of you who who's making that sacrifice. Every person here, if you've ever invested and invited someone into a New Hope environment, thank you. For those of you who are here and you faithfully tithe 10% of your income into the kingdom of God and you're allowing this church to, to prevail and flourish and thrive and lost people are being saved, I wanna say thank you. For every single person here, You've rolled up your sleeves and you've gotten involved in ministry and you serve as a faithful volunteer around this church. Thank you. For those of you who are doing life with others, you're you're in circles, not just rows, and you're investing in people. I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for paying the price on behalf of the kingdom of God, on behalf of our great general, I want to say thank you for what you have done and what you are doing in this church. But again, it all begs the question, are you engaged in saving someone? Are you on point? Are you on mission? Are you following the commands of the general to be involved in seeking and in saving that which was lost. That's where we're going today. And that is what I hope every single person, by the time you leave here today, you will be engaged in that mission. You will be engaged in allowing God to use your one and only life, the most important thing you will ever do to seek and to save that which was that which is lost. You might wonder, hey, how do I know if this is for me? Here it is. Are you breathing today? If you are still breathing, God is not done with you. If you are still breathing today, God still has a plan and a purpose for you. It's for us together to go seek and save that which was lost. So Captain Miller receives the command. And what does he do? He takes the soldiers that reported to him and he went into battle to find Private Ryan. Not only did he find him, he then fought right alongside him. You know, church, one of the most popular metaphors that we see running throughout the entire Bible is the metaphor of a warrior, the metaphor of a soldier for Christ. Some of you here today, you remember that old Christian hymn, onward Christian soldier. God looks for people who are willing to be warriors in the battle 
for advancing his kingdom. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to 1 Samuel 16. And there's this short verse over there in 1 Samuel 16, verse 18, that says this. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He is a brave man and a what church? A warrior. He speaks well and is a fine looking man and the Lord is with him. God longs to use women and men who are warriors, who are fierce in battle. As I spoke about a month or so ago, men and women who are brave, courageous, they have valor for the kingdom of God. Paul would pick up on this very same theme over there in Ephesians chapter 6. And the battle comes our way and Paul would say to the church at Ephesus and he would say to us today, hey, put on the belt of truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and bear the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. We are in a battle, church. There's no doubt about that. We are in a battle with culture. We are in a battle with the enemy. We are in a battle to advance the kingdom of God and push back the darkness and lift up the light of Christ. But here's the good news, church. We're not in the battle alone. The beauty of being in a church like New Hope with so many campuses and so many people is that we are in it together, shoulder to shoulder, one common cause, leaning on one another to fight this battle that God has given us. You know, I've been building this relationship with this man. He He's in our community and I go and see him regularly in a business and I talk to him and he's actually kind of opened up to me lately about some struggles that he's experiencing in his neighborhood with some neighbors. And I just keep stopping by and I just keep talking to him about his journey and he now knows what I do and he knows where we are and I'm building this relationship with him and not only are we talking when I'm in there, but now he's actually started watching the messages on TV on Sundays. And I believe that soon and very soon, my friend, my invest and invitee, he's actually gonna show up at a New Hope campus. I'm convinced of it. And here's where I take great comfort. When he shows up, I get to lean on all of you. When he shows up, I know that he's going to see white Mickey hands at one of our campuses. He's going to meet one of the most friendly churches on the planet when he encounters our first contact ministry. He has children. He's going to encounter our children and our student ministry. He's going to come into worship and he's going to experience great high energy worship. And then he's going to experience the word. And I believe that we are going to see this friend of mine come to faith in Jesus Christ and the angels in heaven rejoice and we all get to party. But I take great delight. I take great comfort. And when he shows up, it's not all on me. We're in it together. We are an army. So take heart, church. God is calling you and God is calling me to be warriors for the kingdom. But it's so beautiful to know 
that we're in this together and we all partner together. And so when a person gets saved, no one takes credit for it. God has the whole salvation process in the palm of his hands and he chooses to use me and he chooses to use you. And so the question becomes, are you engaged in the battle? Have you stiffened your spine, squared your shoulders and declared with great resolve, great courage, great bravery, great valor that you're going to be a warrior, a soldier for Christ on the New Hope Army? Let's get this church. This is our destiny. This is why God has called us to this place for such a time as this. Wow. Can't you feel the emotion in this scene? As Private Ryan finds the grave of Captain Miller. I don't know about you, but I've actually been to this graveside of men and women who have lost their lives fighting for this country. As a pastor, I've laid folks to rest at funerals and seen the American flag folded up and placed in the lap of a widow or a widower. Very few scenes have that kind of emotion. And did you hear what Private Ryan said at the graveside? He said this, I only hope that I have earned what you've done for me. You know, it really causes me to ask the question, am I living a life that is worthy of men and women sacrificing it for me on the battlefield so that I can have freedom? The Bible would say this in John's gospel, unbelievable verse of scripture that has many different layers to it. John 15 verse 13 says this, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. That's what the men and women do who fight for this country. And I just feel led in this moment on this 4th of July weekend for every single one of us at all of our campuses to celebrate and give it up for the men and the women who serve in the armed forces of this country, to celebrate and honor and applaud even those who have passed away fighting for our freedom. Let's honor them, church, on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on now, celebrate and give it up for those who fight and defend this great country. It's interesting when you think about it. Private Ryan saying, I only hope that I've earned what you've done for me. You know, the good news is when we think about the gospel and we think about this verse on another layer, if you will, another level, and we think about what Jesus has done for us, the good news of the gospel is that we, we can't earn it. There's absolutely nothing we can do to earn our salvation, the forgiveness of our sins, the redemption of our souls, the securing of our place in eternity with God in heaven forever. It is nothing less than a free gift. And once we receive that free gift 
As we've tried to articulate today, we are then enlisted in the army of God. We are enlisted with a purpose. We receive our marching orders from the great commander, the general, almighty God. And the command is that we then go forth and we reach people. We fulfill what we looked at earlier when Jesus said in Luke 19:10, I've come to seek and save that which was lost. You see, it begs the question, are you on point? It begs the question, are you now living out your commands, your orders from Almighty God? Because you see in John 15, after Jesus says, greater love has no one than this, but to lay down one's life for their friends, Jesus would finish that passage of scripture with these words. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Watch this, church. You did not choose me. I chose you. I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. When a man or a woman allows the gospel to save them and they're enlisted in this army of God and commissioned and sent out as Christian soldiers, warriors in the battlefield, the task that comes our way, the charge, not that we earn our salvation, but the charge, the result, the response of receiving the gospel is that we go out and we bear much fruit. Jesus says, fruit that will last forever. And so I want to invite you today to be enlisted in that great movement. I want to invite you today on the national holiday of the United States of America to declare and receive your freedom that is found in Christ and to be listed in the army of God to go out and bear much fruit. Let's pray together. Father, we humble ourselves before you on this 4th of July weekend. We bow our heads and we humble our hearts. And God, we're so grateful for the men and women who defend this country. God, we're so grateful for this country. And I ask, Lord, that you would allow your church to rise up and be the bride of Christ. God, that we would be warriors for you in the kingdom, that we would be soldiers on the battlefield, God, not shrinking back from the battle and the war that is before us, but with great courage, great bravery, valor for the kingdom. God, that new hopers at all of our campuses would rise up to the assignment that you have given us. And so if that is you today, again, at any of our campuses, and you desire to be enlisted in the army of God, you desire to have your sins forgiven, and you desire to receive Jesus as your Savior, the one who ultimately laid down his life for you, the one who wants to call you friend. If that's you today, I just ask you to 
say this prayer in your heart. Just repeat after me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for wanting to call me your friend. I receive you as my friend today, as my Lord, as my Savior. I thank you that I can do nothing to earn this gift of salvation. You've already provided the way. You paid the price when you died on a blood-stained cross for me. Thank you, Lord God, for raising Jesus from the dead that I too can be raised forever. So I receive you today, Jesus. I am a sinner and I need you to be my Savior. Thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for enlisting me in your purposes in the world. And God, I want to pray for the men and women who are already believers today and we receive these new believers amongst us. God, I'm going to invite every single person at any campus today who would receive your high calling to, to move upward and onward for your purposes in the world, to say to you today, I receive the assignment to go out and bear much fruit. If that is you today and you will not shrink back from the call of God, if that is you today and you desire to follow Christ in faithfulness and obedience, to go out and Allow God to seek and save lost people through you. If that's you, I want to invite you right now on the count of three just to stand right where you are. One, Jesus loved you and he died on a cross for you. Two, Jesus desires to call you friend and use you in his purposes. And three, Jesus wants you to go out and bear much fruit right now. Just stand right where you are, church. Everybody who receives that great assignment, that calling, just stand up as a way of saying, I receive the call, God. I respond to the invitation to go forth and bear much fruit. Father, I thank you for every man, woman, child, or student at any of our campuses who are standing right now to say to you, God, count me in. Count me in. I'm going to go forth with courage and boldness and be a witness for you. I'm going to bear much fruit for you. Count me in. Father, I thank you for them and I pray your blessings and your favor on them and on this church, God, that we might see many, many more be found and saved by the gospel of Jesus. We thank you for what you're going to do and we praise you in advance for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, church. If you receive it today and you celebrate men and women who have come to faith and all these people who've said yes to God's assignment, let's celebrate them today and honor them and thank them. God bless. Happy Fourth of July weekend. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, just stop by one of our campuses anytime or visit us online at newhopechurch.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org and our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. Thanks for being a part of our church family and we hope you'll join us next week.